beginning. Uh, Genesis chapter 6. You don't have to go up there, bro. It's just one verse. You're good. Amen. Hallelujah. Nate is such a diligent young man. I appreciate all his effort. Amen. You can give him a hand. He deserves it. Amen. He is such a blessing and uh, works so hard. And I know that it's normal for parents to be partial and there's nothing wrong with us being partial to our children. Just knowing that, that we, you got to know that you're partial. Amen. Amen. And you got to try to do right by everybody else as well. Amen. Genesis chapter 6 and verse 14 is where I'm going to read. That's the only verse I'm going to read. And, uh, and, and it is a direction that the Lord gave to Noah in the building of the ark. He gave him this direction. Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Room shalt thou make in the ark, and thou and shalt pitch it within and without with pitch. Amen. Pitch is essentially a petroleum uh, oil uh, substance that was would be used to make something waterproof. And so the purpose of the pitch was to keep the water on the outside and have no water on the inside. Because <clears throat> small things can sink big boats. Amen. Small things can sink big boats. I remember a few times going out on the boat with my dad and uh, he forgot to put the plug in the boat. And we had a nice little boat and a uh, big old engine on it. And it doesn't matter how big, nice the boat is. doesn't matter how expensive or powerful the engine is. If you don't put the plug in the boat, the boat will sink. If you don't put the plug in the boat. Well, that's deep right there. Uh, little things can sink big boats. And the bottom line is we have got to learn how to keep what is outside of our ark outside so that what's inside the ark is preserved. And so with that, my scripture text is Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6. Be careful for nothing. What's that mean? Don't worry about anything. How hard is that? <laughs> That's what Paul is saying. Don't worry about it. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Amen. How many of times have you been worrying and, and afraid and concerned but after you prayed, you felt different. Amen? That's what he's saying. Uh, uh, the time that you would spend worrying and being fearful, don't do that. Take it to the Lord and by everything, pray and, 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 and ask the Lord and be thankful for the Lord's work in giving to you peace and, and, uh, and answers. In verse 7, And the peace of God, 
which passeth all understanding. What's that next word? Everybody say shall. Shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. What's that saying? It's saying that Jesus can handle it. If we will allow the Lord, cast all our cares on Him, no matter how big or how small, we can take it to the Lord, and through Jesus Christ, the Lord can give us peace that passes all understanding. Amen. Can we do that right now? I just feel like we should pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, you know everything that has been a burden on our minds, Lord, situations and concerns. Lord God, that we have no answers, Lord. You are the answer, Lord. And we speak Jesus. We pray Jesus. We ask you, Jesus, to intervene, Lord, and be seen in these situations. Amen. Verse, verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, Whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Verse 9, those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. And my title today is The Key of Peace. I could have called it The Keys of Peace, but I'm just going to call it The Key of Peace. And The Key of Peace is wrapped up in a singular understanding that the Word of God has the solution to our problem. Amen. Amen. No doubt there are a lot of things in life that, that, that are a whole thing, and in that whole thing there are many ingredients. Uh, you know, personally, one of my favorite things in life is a chocolate cake. Uh, chocolate chip cake, chocolate cake, chocolate, uh, you, you get it, right? And, and it's a whole thing. You, you, you actually, when they get through with it, a lot of times they put icing on it. And it just looks like a piece of cake. But in that preparation for this thing that I enjoy, there are a lot of individual ingredients in that cake. I remember in Sunday school, I probably was uh, Brother Brody's advanced age. He has a birthday tomorrow. He is going to be 12 years old. This is his last day to be 11. Wow. Congratulations. Amen. I don't think I could embarrass him if I tried. He, he, I don't think he's got an embarrassing bone in him. I've been trying for a long time. How many of you love, love Brody? We love Brody. Amen. And I was about his age, and I remember uh, the Sunday school teacher brought in all these various singular uh, things. There was flour, there was salt, there was oil, 
there was cocoa and uh, bacon soda. And uh, she made the point that I just made that all of these things are required to have a chocolate cake. And she began to ask us and, and, and uh, almost make us taste each one of those things individually. And I remember, uh, I remember having the revelation that, that cocoa without sugar is not good. Have any of y'all seen the little video of the little boy that wants to eat the cocoa and he takes a big bite of it and he gets this funny face and then he coughs and, and, and the cocoa comes out, to, out of his nose? I mean, that, that, you did it. Too bad we don't have it on video. We'd, we'd put it up there. And, and that was so amazing that all of that stuff singular, that doesn't taste good. But when you put it all together and you mix it all together and you put it in a pan and you put it in the oven and you take it out at the right time, all of these things individually that may not taste good, it produces something very good, a chocolate cake. Praise God. Let us pray in Jesus' name. And so uh, the, the scripture tells us that don't worry about anything, pray about everything, and the God of peace will be with you. And then he tells them, he tells me, I, I was reading this today, and I felt like, oh Jesus, the word of God is cutting me like a knife. Uh, Lord Jesus, I, 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 finally my brethren, I, I have to confess, ladies and gentlemen, I have had a few things I've heard lately that have almost made me grind my teeth, made me hot-headed, made me angry. And, and I have to confess that, that, that I, I know that this message isn't for my brother, it's not for my sister, but it's me, O oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Because I know that if there's any one that is guilty of sinners, I am chief in this area because there have been times that what I'm going to preach to you, I have violated it in spades. Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just. Amen. You know, almost everything that the media pushes, they love to promote injustice, right? Whatsoever things are pure, they love to promote things that are impure. Whatsoever things are lovely, they love to promote things that are ugly. Whatsoever things are of good report, they love to, 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 to share bad news. If there be any virtue, I don't know that you could find virtue. Not in the news, not in the newspaper. Virtue, we live in such a bankrupt world, I don't even know if the world knows that word. And can spell that word. Virtue. If there be any virtue. If there be any praise. Think on these things. And he goes further and says. Uh, those things which you have both learned. This is coming from the Apostle Paul. He's talking in reference to the church. He's talking in reference to the word of God. He's talking in the reference to prayer. He's talking in reference to the kingdom of God. And he's saying, there's a few things you've learned. How many of you learned something in church? 
those things you have learned, those things that you've been given, those things that you have heard and you have seen in me do. How many people know what they need to do, but they don't do it? Amen. This person may be watching right now, but I'm going to say it. It's not enough to know what you need to do. you got to get up and do it because you don't get credit for what you know. You get credit for what you do. Amen? And, and so if that person's watching, I'll say it again. you got to do what you know to do or it doesn't do you any good. Amen? Amen. And the God of peace shall be with you. How many of you want peace? I mean, everybody wants peace. But you got to be willing to put the things together that the Word of God teaches us. And you got to bake the cake. you got to mix the ingredients. And it's not easy to do these things. Amen. What sort of things are honest? Amen. What, 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 can somebody... Give me an example of something that, that you could think about that is, that is honest. Well, that is true. Brother Noah, is, in, is it Calculus 3? I guess that, I don't know, I want to think about Calculus. I think, you, I think of someone, you could think about someone that is just the, the person of, of, of integrity. You know, Lord Jesus, I pray that you would bless, that you would encourage them because they're such a good person. Just, same difference. Things are pure. Jesus said, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. How do you have a pure heart? Anybody? Repent. That's, it's a process to have a pure heart. But I would say that most of these things... They do not come autom automatically. It is purposeful. Uh, whatsoever things are lovely. You know, what, what is it? you've heard people say, stop and smell the roses. Stop and look up at the stars. We, we can slow down a minute and, and just think about something that is worth our admiration. If things that are of good report. I go to a Bible study on Tuesdays, and something everyone does, not everyone, but something we do every Tuesday is somebody will ask the question, anybody have any glory sightings? And I think that's just such a great thing. And usually there'll be three or four, somebody talk about the Lord answering prayer, or something one of their kids did, their grandkids did, uh, something that happened at church, something they prayed about. And you know what, that, that that's encourages us. And I think it's possible for us to <clears throat> create habits where we're trying to purposely do some things that help us to bake a cake of, of peace. Amen. Things that are true, things that are just, things that are pure, things that are lovely, things that are of good report, things that have virtue. Amen. You know, I truly believe that that, that we are blessed to serve a God that is intimately concerned about you. God cares about you. He knows your name and He loves your name. He knows where Dwayne Hill lived. He knows 
whether your grass needs to be cut or not. Right? God knows how much money, how, how rich Brother Dwayne Hill is. The Lord knows. He is, he, the Lord knows what color Brother Dwayne's eyes are. He, do you know, I truly believe this about Brother Dwayne. He is the apple of the Lord's eye. And what's so great is God is not a respecter of persons. God has an intimate knowledge about our life. The Bible says He knows what we need before we even ask. And what's so awesome, the Bible says that because of the Spirit of the Holy Ghost, when we don't even know how to pray for stuff, His Spirit prays through us about the will of God for us. I mean, that's some kind of awesome. I'm glad I got the Holy Ghost. And the Bible gives us a clue that the Lord, the Lord, I had this, this thought the other day. I don't know how many of you are on social media, but I, I suspect that it is listening to us. And if you say something, in fact, what was it? I think, I forget what it was. But my wife and I were talking about something, and like the next time I got on my phone or my computer, it was right there looking at me. There, there is a, an algorithm that is listening to the things you talk about. It, it, it is a paying attention to the things you search on. It, it knows what YouTube videos you watch. And there is an algorithm that is fine-tuned to serve you what you are looking for. How many of you know that's true? It's kind of spooky. Hallelujah. <laughs> And we keep using it even though we know they're listening to us. Amen. But I, I had this thought the other day in reference to God. I believe that God has an algorithm. And I believe that the Bible says the eyes of the Lord roam to and through throughout the earth to show himself strong on the behalf of those who fear him. And I believe that whenever we pray or we sing or we, we study the word or we do what's right or we do, do our job and our work is unto the Lord and we are, are in that process of pursuing peace, I believe it pops up in God's news feed and He just makes Him smile. You know, the algorithm on social media, it is to give you kind of a, what's that word? It's that chemical that gets in your brain. Yeah, dopamine. He gives you a hit. Somebody like your picture. I, I believe that, that that gives the Lord joy. The Bible says that there is joy in heaven when one sinner repents. Amen. The Bible, Jesus said to the Samaritan woman that the Father seeketh such to worship him in spirit and in truth. The Lord has an appetite. The Lord has a search. And I truly believe that we have the ability to bring ourselves into the, the, the to the the attention of God, if I could say his news feed. Amen. I believe the Lord's eyes are looking down on us tonight. And I believe he smiles when we press through whatever we've been going through. And we, we press through the troubles. And, and we decide we're not going to worry about this. And we're going to pray about this. And, and we're going to try to keep our minds set on good things. I believe that that causes the Lord to say, Oh, let me tell you, I'm, I'm partial about my children. I, I preach 
appreciate their diligence. I appreciate their prayer. I appreciate their giving. Amen. Just like you can be proud of your children. God is proud of you. He loves you. He cares about you. He celebrates you. Woo. Come on, somebody. Amen. You know what? I, you know, it's such a, uh, such a blessing to have my parents right here in the church with us. I love them. I, I appreciate them, their faithfulness, their prayerfulness, uh, uh, their, 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 their cheerfulness. I, I'm just so thankful that they finally obeyed God and moved to Mississippi. Amen. They're hard-headed. I come from a long line of hard-headed people. Amen. They finally got here. I hope they heard that. I know they're laughing right now. Amen. Whether it's now or whenever they see this. And, and I, I, I thought about this recently. You know, they love me. <laughs> and they, I can't hardly do anything wrong. And if they, being evil, can appreciate me as their son, how much more does our Heavenly Father when we are pursuing His will and we are endeavoring to do His will, is it not His good pleasure to give us the kingdom? To give us peace? To give us favor? Is it not His good pleasure to do that? But you know, as a father, as a pastor, as a friend, there are some things we can't do for anyone else but ourselves. I don't know how many people I've tried to help through time and I was a perfect failure <laughs> amen anybody tried to help people and just just couldn't do it and I remember someone said you can't desire something for someone more than they desire it for themselves amen I can want somebody to be saved I can want somebody to live for God I can want somebody to, to, to experience God's blessing I can want God and I can pray it for them Lord bless them Lord help them but at the end of the day some things are only within the realm of your own reach amen God's not going to give it to you if you ain't asking God's not going to give it to you if you're not reaching God's not going to give it to you if you're not uh, in the pursuit of peace. And this, this evening, I pray this was not too long. Amen. I believe the Lord has given us all the key of peace. And the key of peace is I want to do what Jesus wants me to do. I want to build my mind. The, I want to map out my thoughts. Because what we think about on purpose determines what we will think about instinctually. Amen. Whatever you choose to fill your mind with when you have power over it, it will affect your dreams. For real. It will affect your thoughts. It will affect your responses. And I'm telling you, if you want to have something that is good and, and, and peaceful, we have to begin to make a little more... No, I'm not say, we have to begin to commit ourselves that we are going to bake the cake of peace. Because if we will... The Lord will bless us. The Lord, it is God's good pleasure. God wants you to have peace. God cares about your peace more than you care about your peace. God wants you to be saved more than you want to be saved. More than my parents want me to be saved. God wants me to be saved. My parents didn't die for my sins. 
Amen. My children may love me. I'm sure they do. But you know what? They can't do for me what I have to do for myself. Amen.